0: Okay, next Bab, number 16. Bab, رَفْعِ aidi fi الصَّلَاةِ li amrin yanzilu bihi. Raf'il aidi, raising the hands fi الصلاة during the prayer. Why li amrin? Because of something that yanzilu bihi that has happened to him. Meaning, a person is praying, something happens, and because of that they raise their hands up. Is that permissible? Let's find out. حدثنا قتيبة حدثنا عبد العزيز عن أبي حازم عن سهل بن سعد رضي الله عنه قال بلغ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم. it reached the prophet sallallahu the news reached him that أن Amr عمر بن عوف Banu بنو عمر بن عوف in there was something between them meaning there was a fight that broke out between the Banu Amr who lived in Quba. So the Prophet ﷺ went yusliḥubainahum to to fix things between them. Fi unasin min ashabihi amongst some of his companions, meaning he did not go alone; he took some of his companions with him. Fuhubisah Rasulullah ﷺ, and the Prophet ﷺ was kept there for a long time because the fight was such, the dispute was such that it did not get resolved immediately. It was taking time. Wa harat al and the time for prayer came in. So the people in Medina, it's time for prayer. The Prophet ﷺ has still not returned. So now what? Fajaa Bilalun ila Abi Bakr radhiyallahu anhu. So Bilal went to Abu Bakr radhiyallahu anhu. Fakalayaa Aba Bakr, and he said, O Abu Bakr, Inna Rasul Allah ﷺ qad hubisa. The Prophet ﷺ has been delayed, meaning in coming back. وَقَدْ حَانَتِ الصَّلَاةِ And it is now time for prayer. فهل لَكَ أَنْ أُمَّ النَّاسِ So would you be willing to lead the people? قَالَ نَعَمْ إِنْ شِئْتَ Abu Bakr said, Yes, if you want, I will lead the people in prayer. فَأَقَامَ بِلَالٌ الصَّلَاةِ So Bilal established the prayer, meaning he made the announcement for prayer, as in the adhan, the iqama. Abu رَضِيَ اللَّهُ anhu and Abu Bakr الله anhu came forward in order to lead the people in prayer, meaning he stood in the place of the Imam. فَكَبَّرَ alinasi and he said, Allahu Akbar for the people, meaning he said Allahu Akbar to begin the prayer, and the people prayed behind him. And when they're praying, what happened? وجاء رسول اللَّهُ Rasulullah الله وَسَلَّمَ Yamshi. And there came the Prophet, the Yamshi he was walking between the rows, يَشُقُّهَا شَقًّا Cutting through them. What does it mean by that? That he had to make his way to the front of the jama'ah. So he had to go through the rows. So that's what he did. Hatta قَامَ الصف, Until he came to the first row and he stood there. So the people began, they took clapping, meaning that's what they started doing. People began clapping. Why did they clap? To get the attention of Abu Bakr. قَالَ سَهْلٌ, سَهْلٌ said that التصفِيح هو التصفِيق تصفِيح is the same thing as تصفِيق which is to clap. قَالَ وَكَانَ Abu Bakr رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ He said that Abu Bakr رضي الله عنه was such that لَا يَلْتَفِتُ فِي صَلَاتِهِ He would not turn back in his prayer. And remember iltifat, I mentioned to you it's of the qalb and also of the eyes or of the body. That it's the turning away of the heart, meaning the heart getting distracted. Turning away of the eyes, meaning the eyes looking around here and there. And the turning away of some other parts of the body, meaning not doing what they should be. So he said, Abu Bakr رضي anhu la لا fi We can understand iltifat as any of these. He would not get distracted in his prayer. So he did not notice The coming of the Prophet Sallallahu He did not notice The clapping of the people He was so into his prayer And that's how he would pray You know in another narration We learned that Abu Bakr In Makkah When he would perform the salah He had made a masjid in his house When he would pray He would cry so much That people, women, children, men They would gather To just watch him pray and he would continue praying. And he was described as بَكَّاء. رَجْلٌ بَكَّاء. Meaning a man who would cry profusely in his salah. And imagine people have gathered to watch him. Is he distracted by them? No. No idea that people are watching him. And what happens with us when we're praying? All our attention is on who? On who? People around us. Well, oh, they're looking at me. They're watching me. I better do my properly, I better recite a long surah. Am I moving my finger correctly? Our focus is on other people. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is so engrossed in his prayer that he did not know the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa had arrived. And the little bit of clapping was not enough to distract him. So what happened? فلما أَكْثَرَ النَّاسُ then when the people clapped too much, when there was a lot of noise, finally iltafata. Finally, he turned to see that, oh, there was an issue. It took a whole lot of noise to distract him from prayer. And when finally he turned around, فَإِذَا رَسُولُ الله صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَّمُ There was the Messenger of Allah صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهُ وَسَلَمُ فَأَشَارَ إِلَيْهِ and the Prophet ﷺ gestured to him يَأْمُرُهُ أَن يصلي, Instructing him to pray As if to say with his hand That carry on فَرَفَعَ أَبُو بَكْرٍ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ يده. So Abu Bakr raised his hands فَحَمِدَ اللَّهُ And he praised Allah Why did he raise his hands? Why? You see when you make dua, what do you do? You raise your hands, right? So Abu Bakr radhiAllahu anhu is raising his hands and saying Alhamdulillah because he's thanking Allah subhanahu wa taala for this privilege, for this great honor that the Prophet sallallahu alaihi is willing to pray behind him. We're taught to say the du'a, وَجَعَلْنَا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ lil That oh Allah, make us an Imam of the Muttaqin. This was really being Imam of the Muttaqin this is not something small such a huge privilege so abu bakr radhiyallahu is raising his hands glorifying and praising and thanking allah right rafa'a and hamid allah but of course he was not going to stay in that position in front of the prophet sallallahu wasallam even though the prophet sallallahu wasallam told him thumma raja'a al-qahqara he went backwards all right, And we discussed the meaning of qahqara, that you just step backwards without turning your face, like you walk backwards. And he saw him until he stood in the row. وَتَقَدَّمَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ And the Prophet came forward, فصلى لِلنَّاسِ And then he led the people in prayer. فلما فَرَغَ when he finished the prayer، أقبل على الناس, he turned towards the people. فقالَ and he said، يا أيُّه الناس، o people، Malakum, what's what happened? what's wrong with you؟ that شيءٌ في الصلاة, that when something happens to you during the prayer، أخذتم بالتصفيح, you started clapping. like what happened? why were you clapping so much? why؟ إنَّما التَّصْفِيحُ Nisa, clapping is for women. meaning in prayer. مَنْ نَابَهُ فِي صَلَاتِهِ And if something happens to a person in his prayer, سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ Then he should say, subhanallah. So basically the Prophet ﷺ is telling them that if something happens, you should have said, you should say, Subhanallah. And the clapping is for women, and we discussed the reason why, clapping is for women. ثُمَّ الْتَفَتَ إِلَىٰ أَبِي بَكْرٍ Then after telling the people, now he turned towards Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, فقال, Ya Abu Bakrin, and he said, Oh Abu Bakr, ما منعك? What prevented you ان تصليى للناس حين أشرت اليك? That you lead the people in prayer when I told you to, when I gestured to you, you should have led the people in prayer. قَالَ أَبُوْ بَكْرٍ Abu Bakr said, ما كان ينبغي لبني ابي قُحَافَةٍ It is not appropriate for the son of Abu كحافه ان يصلي بين يدي رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم that he should pray before, in front of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. It's not correct for him to do that. Meaning, it's not possible that I would pray in front of you. Because what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? That لا تقدم بين يدي الله ورسوله Don't go in front of Allah and His Messenger. So Abu Bakr was not going to pray in front of the Prophet ﷺ. This hadith, alhamdulillah, we have read it before, we have discussed it in detail. What is of relevance over here is the point which Imam Bukhari is bringing, that it is permissible for you to raise your hands in salah for the purpose of making du'a also. Why? Because raising your hands is such a position In which you are expressing humility Like for example When your neck is bent down And you lift up your hands This is an expression of Humility and neediness Correct? It's a position of khudur and tadallul So in salah If you are making dua Like for example When you get up from rukur For instance And you make dua Like in witr, And you raise your hands There is nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with that. You are praying salah, and just you know, automatically your hands just come up in gratitude, like it happened to Abu Bakr anhu, or in fear, or in awe. So if your hands come up, it's okay. This kind of movement is permissible. Why? Because this movement or this position rather is of humility. So there is nothing wrong with that. And the Prophet sallallahu did not object to this movement of. Abu Bakr رضي الله anhu. Next bab, number 17. Bab al-khasri fi salah. Al-khasr during salah. Is this permissible? The question is, what is al-khasr? Khasr is the middle of a person's body, man or woman, meaning their waist. It's the part that is right above the hips. So, the waist. And khasr would mean here, placing your hand on your waist. Either one or both. So for example, a person putting their right hand on their waist, or putting right and left both hands on their waist. So this position, is it permissible? Like for example, you're praying behind the imam, all right, and the imam is reciting Surah Al-Baqarah, your back is hurting, and you're tired of standing so can you just like put your hands on your waist and you know stretch your waist and you know your back and your hands a little bit can you do that this kind of movement is it permissible let's find out hadathana abu nu'man hadathana hamad an ayyub an muhammad an abi hurayrah radiyallahu <laughs> anhu Abu Huraira, radiyallahu anhu reported qala nuhiya anil khasri fi he said that khasr is prohibited in prayer وَقَالَ هِشَامٌ وأبو هلال عن ابن سيرين عن أبي هريرة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. So according to this hadith, it's very clear that khasr has been prohibited. Let's look at the next hadith also. حدثنا عمر بن علي حدثنا يحيى حدثنا هشام حدثنا محمد عن أبي He said it has been forbidden for a man to pray muhtasira muhtasira meaning while in the position of having his hands on his khasr meaning it is not allowed for people to pray with their hands resting on their waist so both of these ahadith they mention very clearly that khasr is not permissible regardless of what the reason is you don't do that in salah why do you think this position or this kind of movement putting your hands on the waist is not permissible one or both what's the reason this position standing like this is not a position of humility correct it's like a person is ready to pick a fight or it shows arrogance it shows you know that a person is relaxing So this is the reason why it's not permissible to stand like this. Salah is all about expressing humility even with your body. This is why you have your gaze down, you are bending in rukur, you are bending in sujood, your neck is bent. And even if you're allowed to raise your hands, why? In dua, because that's a position of humility. So humble positions, okay. Okay arrogant positions not okay also if you think about it you're standing in a row and then you put your hands on your waist so people next to you are they going to get disturbed of course they will so it will disturb the also another reason the scholars have given is there are some narrations that show that the Yahud in Medina actually they would stand a lot in this position it was like you know if a person stood like this, immediately it was a Yehud of Medina that would come to mind. Right? So at the time, this is how, you know, people have certain habits, so they had this habit, so this is why we were prohibited from imitating them. It has also been said that, and this is all based on different narrations, this has also been said that when Iblis was sent down to the earth, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran that, Get down from it, all of you. So even Iblis was sent down, right? So it is said that this is the position that Iblis came down to the earth in, with his hands on his waist, arrogantly, ready to mislead mankind in arrogance towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is why we have been forbidden from standing in this position, Especially in Salah. Not outside of Salah, but in Salah. Because in Salah you are facing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You are praying to Him, glorifying Him. So you must express humility. Also it has been said that some of the said regarding the verses which mention the permanent punishment of hellfire. That how there will be no break, no reduction, no comfort for the people in hell. So they said that in order to you know, seek some kind of comfort, the people in hell, this is how they will seek comfort. Like by putting their hands on their waist. Because when you get tired or bored, what do you do? This is what you do. You put your hands on your waist to kind of relax your body, given that you cannot do much else. For example, if you're constantly standing at work, you're not in a position where you can sit down. You have to stand and work. So what happens when your back gets tired? This is what you would do. So they said that this is something that people of hell will do. So for all of these different reasons, it is not correct to stand in this position, in the salah, even for a few moments. Another important thing with regards to the second hadith over here, that نُهِيَ أَن يُصَلِّيَ الرَّجُلُ مُخْتَصِرًا The word مُخْتَصِر here has been interpreted in a different way also. مُخْتَصِر also means to shorten something a great deal, to cut it short, to make it very brief. So this narration, the second one, that نُهِيَ أَن يُصَلِّيَ الرَّجُلُ مُخْتَصِرًا This means that it is not allowed to cut your prayer very short. And what is meant by that is not performing the rukur or the sujood properly. That a person just touches the ground and gets up. Bends down and gets up. This is the opposite of اِطْمِئْنَانِ of طمَعْنِينَ In salah we are to observe طمَعْنِينَ What is طمَعْنِينَ? That you come to a complete stop Before you move to the next step You know when you reach a stop sign What do you have to do? What are you supposed to do? Come to a complete stop Not a rolling stop Correct? So some people when they're praying They do rolling stops throughout their prayer Tachrukur, Get up sajda, Get up Sit up Get down Immediately. I don't know how their mouth moves so fast. But this is not permissible. When you are praying salah, you're not allowed to make your salah muhtaslit. You're not allowed to cut it short. Short as in incomplete. Rukur is complete. When you go in the position of rukur, you come to a complete stop. Even if it's just for one or two seconds. But then you get up after coming to a complete stop. So both of these meanings have been reported. muqtasir meaning while having hands on the waist, or muhtasir, cutting the salah very short, as in incomplete. Both of these things have been forbidden. Next bab. Bab tafakkur al-rajul shay'a fi as-salah Tafakkur rajul shay'a, a person. Thinking about something, fi salah, in the prayer. Is it allowed to reflect over things in your prayer? Can you do that? Is reflection permissible? Well, if it's reflection on the words that you're reciting, it's excellent. But if it's reflection over words that you're not reciting, things that are not related to prayer, then there's an issue. So, so far we have been learning about, because the book is Amal fi salah, remember there is the amal of the jawarih and then there is the amal of the qalb so we have been discussing the amal of the jawarih of the limbs which kind of movements of the limbs are okay which are not okay which are permissible etc now amal of the qalb which action of the heart is okay in salah and which action of the heart is not okay tafakkur is an action of the heart Right? You think with your mind and mind, heart, same thing when it comes to these terms in Arabic. So tafakkur Rajul Shay of Isalah, does this tafakkur affect the prayer? Now the thing is that you cannot stop your brain. Isn't it? You cannot pause it. Even if you're sleeping. As much as you would like to stop worrying or thinking, you cannot force it to stop. You can't do that You can put your computer to sleep You cannot put your brain In that state It's uncontrollable And it's funny The more you try to stop thinking about something The more you actually think about it And also the issue is that Shaytan has access to your brain In the sense that he can talk to you Without even saying words that you will hear with your ears Right? He whispers into your heart correct? And sometimes when you're praying, shaitan whispers into your heart, starts a conversation. Or tells you to think about it. And so you actually start a conversation with yourself. So, it is of those matters which you don't have complete control over. Your physical movements, you have control over them. Isn't it? But your thinking, you don't have control over it. Right? I mean, yes, you can try to bring yourself back to focus in prayer, focus in prayer, focus in prayer. But it's a struggle. So what happens when when you think in salah? What do you do? وَقَالَ عُمَرُ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عنه said that إِنِّي لَأُجَهِزُ جَيْشِي وَأَنَا فِي الصَّلَاةِ عُمَرَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ said that I أُجَهِزُ I organize جَيْشِي my army وَأَنَا While I'm praying. What does this mean? That while I'm praying, I think about how to organize my army. That who's going to stand in the front, who's going to be on that side, and who's going to be on the other side. I do that when I'm praying. Now what does this mean? That, see, the reality is that whatever is most important to you, keeps popping in your head. Isn't it? Especially in times when you are silent. Just why sometimes the best ideas come when you're in the shower, right? Because you're not talking to people. Or, for instance, when you're praying, or late in the night as you're laying in your bed, your, your mind just goes wild. You have such amazing ideas then. Amazing solutions. Because your mind is empty of all else. Like for example, right now, Even for you, maybe your mind is working really well. You know, you're thinking about many things because yes, you're writing a little bit, you're listening a little bit, and then, you know, great things come to your mind, great ideas, great solutions, and you plan everything. You know, for example, what route will I take when I leave from here? Which store will I go to? And then when I go, which aisle will I go to and what will I pick up? Isn't it? These thoughts come to your mind. Or, you know, the event that I have to go in the evening. What am I going to wear? Do I have to iron it or not? Things like that. You know, your mind keeps planning. So we see that Umar Abdullah anhu also used to plan the arrangement of his army in his salah. Now this doesn't mean that you begin your prayer with the intention of, okay, time to brainstorm. No. You don't begin your prayer with that intention. But when you're praying and these thoughts come to your mind, then what do you do? You go back to prayer. You take yourself back to prayer. You focus. You bring yourself back. Don't let these thoughts dominate over your salah. Because if you let your thoughts dominate over your salah, you're going to forget what you're saying and you're going to forget what you're doing. It may be uh, tashahud and you're reciting Surah Fatiha. Hmm? That can also happen. So you have to bring yourself back. حدثنا إسحاق بن حدثنا حدثنا عمر هو سعيد قال أخبرني ابن أبي عن عقبة بن الحارث رضي الله عنه قال صليت مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم said that I performed Asr with the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم فلما when he said the salam he got up very quickly. دخل على بعض نسائه And he went to one of his houses ثم خرج And then he came out ورأى ما في وجوه القوم And he saw what was in the faces of the people من تعجبهم Out of their amazement لسرعته For his speed When he came out he saw that people were curious As to why the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم Got up right after salah And went home so Fakala, So he said, ذَكَرْتُ I remembered وَأَنَا فِي الصَّلَاةِ While I was praying, I remembered a tibran عندنا A piece of gold that we have. I remembered that. فَكَرِهْتُ أَنْ يُمْسِي So I disliked that يُمْسِيَ أو يَبِيْتَ عِنْدَنَا That piece of gold should stay with us in the evening. I did not want that that piece of gold should stay with us for such a long time. So I just went and told my family to distribute it amongst those who are in need. So what do we see here? The Prophet وسلم remembered something in Salah. And many times, things that you have forgotten come to your mind when? When you're praying. So, These thoughts do not break your prayer Okay, They do not break your prayer Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not burden people With more than which they can handle This is something beyond our control So He will not hold us accountable for this What is in our control though Is that do we dwell on those thoughts Or do we kind of try to restrain them so فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ ما استطعتم, Fear Allah as much as you're able. Do whatever is within your capacity. So try to control these thoughts. But in, an important lesson from this action of the Prophet ﷺ is that first of all when he remembered something, he didn't say, yeah, I'll deal with it. Procrastinate even more. No. Right after salah he went and took care of the issue. What happens is, we procrastinate right, continuously. And as a result, nothing that we do is with focus. Because in our salah, we remember all the deadlines and all the emails we have to respond to and all the things that we have to do and all the work we have to do. And then what happens when we say the salam? Oh my God, I have so much work to do. Forget it. Let me check Instagram. And we distract ourselves. This is why nothing we do can be done properly. Another important thing we see in the action of the Prophet ﷺ is that when he saw curiosity and wonder on the faces of people, he didn't leave them wondering. He satisfied their curiosity. Because it was kind of strange for him to get up right after salam and go home and come out again. Like what happened? Everything okay? So when you see people curious, don't leave them in curiosity. Satisfy their curiosity as long as the information is not going to harm them. You know, Salman al-Farsi radhiAllahu anhu, he really wanted to see the khatim, the mark on the Prophet's neck, the sign of prophethood. So he wanted to see that, and this is why he would, you know, go around the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam trying to catch a glimpse. So once the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam noticed that Salman al-Farsi was right behind him, and he let down his shawl. We like to keep people curious. Keep them curious. Because if you keep them curious, you control them. And the Prophet ﷺ was so gentle with people that he satisfies their curiosity. What an excellent teacher he was. Mu'allim. Hadathina Yahya ibn Bukayr, Hadathina Layth, An Ja'far, An Al-A'raj, Qala, Qala, Abu Hurayrata, Radhiallahu Anhu, Qala Rasulullah ﷺ, The Prophet ﷺ said, إِذَا أُدِّنَ بِالصَّلَاةِ أَدْبَرَ الشَّيْطَانِ When the Adhan for the Salah is made, Adbar al-Shaytan, Shaytan runs away. Lahu zuratun while passing wind, حتى لا يسمع المؤذن and he goes so far so that he cannot hear the sound of the Adhan. فإذا سكت المؤذن but when the Muadhin is quiet, meaning the Adhan is over, أقبله he comes back. فَإِذَا ثُوِّبَ And then when it is done again, meaning the ikama is made, أَدْبَرَ Again shaytan goes. فَإِذَا سَكَتَ When the ikama is over, أَقْبَلَ He comes back. How persistent he is. This is why khannas keeps coming back. فَلَا يَزَالُ بِالْمَرْءِ يَقُولُ لَهُ And shaytan does not stop telling a person who is praying, أُذْكُر Remember. Ma'lam لَمْ يَكُنِ يذكرو, What he did not previously remember. The thoughts that did not come to his mind before Salah will now come to his mind in Salah. And you know sometimes like literally as you're about to start prayer, you're wondering, I was supposed to do something, I was supposed to do something. Right? And you're thinking, thinking, and like forget it, I'll just start. You say Allahu Akbar and then you remember, I left the flame on. Hmm? I was supposed to reduce the flame. I was supposed to turn the flame off, or whatever. So, Shaitan tells you to remember things that you previously did not remember. حتى لا يدريكم صلى until a person does not even remember how much he has prayed. This is the second raka'ah, third raka'ah. قال أبو سلمة ابن عبد Rahman. Abu Salama ibn Abdul Rahman said that إذا فعل أحدكم ذلك, that if one of you does this, it happens to him that he is praying and he doesn't even remember what where he is. That he should just perform two sajdas. Basically, what he's saying is that if a mistake happens like this, then you fix the mistake and you perform the sajda sahu at the end. So in this hadith, what we learn is that shaitan attempts to distract you in your prayer over and over again. And if these thoughts prevail over you, and because of them you make a mistake in your salah. All you need to do is fix your prayer, right? For example, if you're not sure about how many rakat you have prayed, you count it as one less, all right? For example, you're not sure whether it's a third or the fourth. So you will count it as third, you will perform one more, and then you will do two sajdas at the end. So this is an important thing we must remember. Another issue we see here is that shaitan, what is mentioned here is that he runs away when the adhan is made. Why? Because the dhikr of Allah is being made loudly. Allah's glorification is being proclaimed. People are being invited to prayer, invited to success. And that frightens shaitan. Terrifies shaitan. It scares him so much that he runs while passing wind. What does it mean by this? While passing wind. He is not able to control his body. The fear makes him pass wind. And it happens with people. Extreme fear can make a person lose control over their body. So sometimes people will even urinate or something out of fear. And you know, this is the reason why some fuqaha said that if a person screams out loud, and another person gets terrified, and because of that fear, they urinate or something, they pass wind even, like they lose control over their body then the person who frightened them actually has to compensate them. And they judged that he has to give one third of blood money. You know that? And unfortunately these days, what is the mission? Get your camera out, prank people, frighten them, terrify them, record their reactions, put it up on YouTube, get a hundred likes, and think that you are the most famous person in the world. Pranking people, and then causing them such harm? This is punishable. You see, there is a fine for it. One third of the blood money. This is a fatwa that the fuqaha gave. So this is not something small. In the case that the fuqaha discussed, this is a person screaming, not with the intention to frighten, but just screaming for whatever reason. But the other guy just got frightened. And he suffered because of that fear. So this is an important point we should remember. It happens, but uh, we have to be careful that we don't cause such harm to people. And an important thing here that when shaitan does distract you in your prayer, seek refuge with Allah also. Say, a'udhu Billah. Haddathana Muhammad ibn al-Musanna, haddathana Uthman ibn Umar, qala akhbarani Ibn Abi Dhi'ban 'an Sa'idina al-Maqburi, qala qala Abu Hurayrah radiyallahu 'anhu, Abu Hurayrah radiyallahu 'anhu sari yaqul al-nas people say that akthar Abu Hurayrah, Abu Hurayrah has done too much, meaning people say that Abu Hurayrah narrates too many ahadith. And this is something that people criticized at his time and people criticize till today, that how could Abu Hurayrah radiyallahu 'anhu narrate so many ahadith? So Abu Huraira explained that فَلَقِيتُ رَجُلًا I met a man فَقُلْتُ And I asked him بِمَا قَرَاءَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ الْبَارِحَةَ What did the Prophet ﷺ recite yesterday, last night في العتمة in the Isha prayer? I quizzed him, I asked him What did the Prophet ﷺ recite in Isha prayer last night? فَقَالَ And the man said to me لا أدري, I don't know He didn't remember فَقُلْتُ لَمْ تَشْهَدْهَا So I asked him, Did you not witness the prayer? Were you not present? The man said, Yes, I was there. But I don't remember what surah the Prophet وسلم recited. So Abu Huraira said, فَقُلْتُ لَكِنْ أَنَا أَدْرِي I know. I remember which surah he recited. قَرَأَ كَذَا وَكَذَا He recited such and such surah. So Abu Huraira is who is mentioning this, to tell people that he's not making things up. He's narrating so much because he remembers a lot. Why does he remember a lot? Because he pays a lot of attention. So he noticed things, he paid attention to detail. And because of that he remembered these things, and when he remembered them, he knew about them, he considered it his obligation to pass on knowledge. And people criticized him for that. But the reason why Imam Bukhari brings this hadith over here is to show that this man did not remember what Surah the Prophet ﷺ recited the night before. Why did he not remember? Perhaps he was not paying attention. Perhaps his mind was distracted. Perhaps he was thinking about something else. And that happens. The point is that it happens in salah. You know, bring yourself back to focus in salah. But realize that you're only human. You will make mistakes. And as you make mistakes, your job is to fix them. Not eliminate mistakes, because that's not possible. Your job is to fix your mistakes when they do happen. Inshallah, we'll conclude over here. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta. Astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.